so I, I just go ahead and step aside, let him just continue to work the way he was working. But I feel to preach this tonight so much, and we want to just go ahead and be mindful of the Spirit of God. We're going to turn to Isaiah 30. Isaiah 30. Appreciate everything I've already heard here today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And um, Isaiah, the 30th chapter. Father, thank you for your presence here tonight. Thank you, Lord, for humble hearts, hungry hearts. Lord, we are thankful for your mercy, for your grace. And Lord, we know, Lord, without you, we are, are nothing, God. We are so empty. But Lord, you have filled us and blessed us and helped us, God. And Lord, I know there's needs in this house. I know there's needs for for strengthening and healing. Lord, and and you are the God that heals us. You are the God that gives us victory. Help us tonight. Let your word, God, just build in us, Lord, and strengthen us, edify us, God. Have your way, Lord, in your truth. We love you, God. We praise you, God. We ask it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Isaiah 30 in verse 15. This may seem like a almost a funny thing to read after a service like we've had here tonight. But Isaiah 30 verse 15 says, For thus saith the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. Praise God. You know what the devil said to Jesus when they saw him walking down the street. They said, We know who you are. We know you're the Holy One. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank God for the Holy One of Israel. In returning and rest shall you be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. And you would not. Turn to chapter 32, verse 17. It says, and the work of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quietness, and assurance forever. God bless you. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Quietness. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Quietness and confidence shall be your strength. You know, the person that's got the most to say often is the most fearful. Amen. The most unsure. Praise God. But God's people have a confidence that is in Him. A quietness. When Brother Mike was testifying and talking about the clutter in our minds. Hallelujah. Sister Ashley kind of got behind that as well. The thing that we must understand is the importance of that battle, what the enemy's trying to do in your mind, how the enemy battles your mind with all that clutter, with all that noise, is because if he can fill your mind with that noise, it'd be so much harder to hear God's voice in it. Amen. This idea of quietness has very little to do, if anything at all, with outward circumstances. The 
This kind of quietness can, can happen in a church service like this. This kind of quietness can happen in, in a crowded uh, place. Because it's not about what's going on on the outside, but what's going on on the inside. Amen. That there is a, a cutting through all the noise that is bombarding your mind throughout the day. Being able to sort through that. You know it's not always easy. It's not always fun. But sometimes it is necessary to be able to just help somebody cut through all the things. Because, you know, if all you've got is that those those thoughts that you're alone with, sometimes it starts making sense. But when you start getting it out there, you realize it's this is foolishness. I, I remember specifically a time, I know I shared it with you, um, a sister that... Uh, no longer worships here. M- many of you would know exactly who I'm talking about. I was really battling that. You could see it throughout the service. Like sometimes we see uh, in services like this where somebody's maybe they're entering in, but they're really not getting liberty. They're really not having that breakthrough. And you can, you can see that there's an internal struggle. And I remember saying, you know, I know there's a lot going on. And, um, and why don't we just write that down and 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 start to look at that and and read what's really going on through your mind and immediately she said no i i already before i before you i even do something like that i said i she said i already know it's it's foolish and embarrassing and that that's the point of this i want you to recognize that you know sometimes when the when when you turn on the lights and start start to bring light into the room is when the cockroaches scatter and some of those thoughts, they hide in the dark places of your mind. But if we can achieve that quietness, I recognize uh, some of the preaching that I've heard over the years that I think has some value in, in a certain context. And I know some of the teaching that I've heard about prayer. Very, very good teaching. But talking about how sometimes we... We're just constantly, you know, uh, just, just hallelujah, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And I, and I know there, there needs to be sincerity in what you're saying. It needs to be something that is real. But I'll tell you, there's some times when I feel like I'm, I'm reaching for that quietness. Praise God. I may be, you may be watching me or listening to me and I might just be saying his name. And I may throw in a few praise, praise yous in there and hallelujahs in there. But internally, I'm reaching for Him. It's not vain. It's not just noise. It's not just saying something to feel good about myself. And um, hallelujah, there's, there's, there's such value in having that control over that inward noise. Jesus said, take heed. Be careful how we hear. Amen. In one place he said, be careful what you hear. But in another place he says, be careful how you hear. Because not everything you hear is worth dwelling on. Worth spending any time on. Sometimes you need to just clear it out. 
Because it's the enemy trying to clutter your mind and keep you from hearing the voice of God, which is where your victory is. Well, praise God. So often, you know, a lot of times we think there's a lot of value. Speaking here recently with someone about it, uh, you know, I really just feel like I need to pour my heart out occasionally. Sometimes there's, that's, that's worthless. Sometimes a lot of things you have, I, I stop people already. Say, now stop. I don't, you got to stop that. Not only do you need to cast that down, you don't need to speak it. You don't need, I don't need to hear it. All you're doing is taking venom that should be cast down, things the enemy's putting in you, and, and you're, you're, you're solidifying that in your mind. Amen. And sometimes I, I've had people say, well, I'm, you're supposed to be my friend. I should be able to say anything. Why would you want to say anything when the power of life and death is in the tongue? Now, if you want help battling those thoughts... Praise God, you've got help. Amen. But sometimes those things are trying to get a grip in you, and you've got to silence that. I know there's a lot of showboating that happens in, in churches that believe in the power of, of the Holy Ghost. And, and, you know, there's a plenty of times that where the, you know what the Lord tells the devil, dude? Just, just be quiet. Just shut up. Amen. There, there are more times than not when the devil's talking, you need to just tell him to shut up. I don't need to hear that. I'm not putting value in that. I understand that's not God. How do I know the difference? I know because it's everything contrary to what God's Word says. Amen. You don't need to think about it, wonder where it came from, why it got there. You just need to say, shut up and get out. Amen. Praise God. Oh, I want to talk about it. I want to tell you about it. Now I'm thinking about it. Hallelujah. But we can fight it together. We can fight it together. Amen. Quietness and confidence shall be your strength. Quietness and assurance is the effect of righteousness. Praise God. A lot of noise. Let's be honest. A lot of worthless noise that goes on between your ears. Well, praise God. When you learn how to take control of that, amen, when you learn how to kick out the doubts and the fears, that's what the Bible says, casting down imaginations, that's it, cast them down, amen, take control, take into captivity every thought unto the obedience of Christ, amen, every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Against the knowledge of Christ. That it means if I know what the Word says, and here's what my thought is, and my thought is saying that the Word is wrong, then I kick that out. But that takes a process. That takes a choice for me to look at that and say, hey, wait a minute. I'm not just going to roll with that. I'm going to look at that. I'm going to decide whether that lines up with the Word, and if it's no good, get rid of it now. Cast it down immediately. Don't waste your time another day. People carry things for years when you ought to kick it out. When you ought to kick it out. I want to talk just for a little while uh, about this and um, this quietness. Praise God. This ability to hear God's voice is going to happen when... When you can recognize how to be quiet with God. And that does not necessarily mean just silencing yourself. Sometimes that's all right. Sometimes it isn't. But I encourage some of you that are seeking God, praise God, get that voice active. 
say, I want to, I want to get the Holy Ghost, what's going to happen? You're going to speak in tongues. The Spirit of God gives the utterance. Well, if you're going to speak in tongues, the Spirit of God gives it. You're going to speak in tongues. You're going to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Worship God. Worship God. Get that mouth moving. Get that voice active. Amen. And when God starts getting a hold of it, give him, give him the driver's seat. Give him the wheel. Amen. Let him take those words that you are speaking. Amen. And go ahead and use that. But I know, praise the Lord, the devil's used your words long enough. Amen. All your tearing down and cursing is long enough. Now it's time to let start worshiping God with that. Amen. Let God have control of that. Amen. And I know you don't want to hear yourself talk. You think it sounds funny. You think it sounds odd. That's pride. You need to crucify it and humble yourself. Humble yourself. Amen. Humble yourself and worship God. Humble yourself and praise God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Worship God. Hallelujah. That, that, praise the Lord. I've seen people, maybe they, they aren't as perfect as some of you. Amen. Just out of the blue, just, just praise God. Hallelujah. And when you look at each other and kind of, kind of, you're, you're off. You're wrong. God's against that. Your smiles and your condescending looks because somebody just wants to shout and say something good about Jesus. I tell you, he's, he's proud of them and he's ashamed of you. Amen. You pr- allow there to be an atmosphere where people can just be real and be humble. You're the reason people are insecure. You're the reason people don't want to lift their voice. Amen. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Hallelujah. Let people just love God and worship God. And they may be imperfect, but you know what? God's going to perfect them. And it's not going to be your condescension and your Pharisee ways. Amen. Let people love God. Don't you mock people. Don't you make people ashamed. Amen. When they start praising God, encourage that. Encourage that. Amen. God's going to clean them up, not you. God's going to help them with His love, not your bad attitude. Well, thank you, Jesus. God bless you. You're the kind of person to look at my refrigerator and see something scribbled on there and say, what's that mess? And guess what? I'm going to be angry. God's angry. When people scribble their worship to God, and He's loving their little childish ways because that's all they are is a little baby amen amen how dare you look at them and in disdain in any way well praise god man what'd you get into coming to church tonight god help us let me talk to some of you here today you know what i'm talking about you know when god speaks to you you've had god talk to you and you're saying god i i maybe you don't even realize it but you need more of it I'm not talking about something flaky, but when you're going through a battle and you're going through dark times, you're going through a wilderness experience, you need to hear God's voice. It it, it might not just come through vocally, verbally. It might be less of a a message and more of a hug. But it's going to help you. Something to help keep you on track. And you know what I'm talking about. I want to take a few moments to talk to the people who know exactly what I'm talking about. Up till now, if you don't, hey, you seek to clear out that clutter. Because God is hearing. God is speaking. It's up to us to have an ear to hear what the Spirit says. Revelation, the third chapter. Revelation 3. I just have 
three things I want to talk about. I'm not going to take a lot of your time. But it says in Revelation 3, message from Jesus to the church. He says, remember. Somebody say remember. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard and hold fast. Remember how you heard. And repent. Go back to that. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I'll come on thee as a thief in the night. As Come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt know what hour I will come upon thee. Remember how thou hast received and heard. Do you remember how God spoke to you? Do you remember the circumstances, the situation, the way you approached God, your humility, your seeking Him? Do you remember where you were in God when God came close to you and gave you something you knew you needed to hear and helped you? Remember how you got into a place where you did have an ear to hear what the Spirit said to the church? Do you remember how you're, you weren't preoccupied with anything else but just needing God? Do you remember how you heard His voice? See, God remembers how you approached Him. Amen. And we're going to talk about it maybe more Wednesday night, but I'll tell you, when God gets ready to speak to you, He told Moses, take your shoes off. You're on holy ground. There's an attitude that you need to approach God. It's not just going to happen because you're just wanting it to happen. There's a way to seek God with all your heart. And He said, in that day, you'll find Him. So you've got to get yourself ready. You say, I I remember when I heard from God once, and I remember how He really dealt with me. Hey, think about it. And go back to that. Go back to that seeking Him. Go back to that that attitude that, that you had at that time. Because there are things that will grieve God's Spirit. There are things that will quench God's Spirit. Amen? He'll do it again. Sometimes I, I, I'm curious why people, they kind of slip from a place where, where they're just walking with God and hearing God and God's moving in their life and it's so real. And then they kind of slip away from that, get more kind of caught up in things and people and the external things that really don't matter, the temporary. And they're still going through the motions of all these things. And then they're kind of like talking about when God spoke to them and when God really filled them and how great it was. And I'm thinking, I I know God is thinking, well, what's wrong with now? What's wrong with just doing all that? And we're like, oh, I'd like to go back to those days. Well, why don't you? Why don't you? You know, we we told the story. I heard a man say already about about his, uh, uh, you know, driving down the the road in his truck and seeing uh, another truck coming the other way, and, and and the wife was just all cuddled up to the to the man who was driving, her husband, and 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 he looks over, she looks at him and says, you know, we used to be like that. We used to be like that. We used to have that. And he's driving in that that front seat, said front bench seat, saying, I didn't move. I'm, st- I'm still holding the driver's wheel, the steering wheel. I'm still, I didn't move. 
And God, we, we can talk about what God did and how, how we really felt God and we really heard God and we really had experience with God. But God didn't move. God's still there. You need to approach Him the way you did Him. Remember how you loved Him. Remember how you worshipped Him. Remember how you humbled yourself. And go back to that. The same way you heard God before, you can hear God today. The only reason you heard God before and you're not hearing Him today is you moved. God's still talking, but you're not in paying attention like you ought to. You got that clutter. You got that noise. Amen. Second Thessalonians 2. Hallelujah. Praise God. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 5 says, Remember ye not that when I was with you, I told you these things? <laughs> Pretty simple. You remember what I told you before? In James, we read about it in James 1. He talks about looking into the perfect law of liberty, looking into the mirror. Remember that? And he said, Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein. He being not a forgetful hearer. Amen? Praise God. So here's another thing about hearing from God. Remember what He already told you. You know, sometimes you don't need a new revelation. You need to get back to the old revelation. Sometimes we're like, I, 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 don't, I don't know what to do. I'm lost. And what did God tell you to do? Oh, oh yeah. Well, keep doing that. Amen. Keep doing what He already told you to do. Hold on to it. Don't let it slip. If God gives you something, hallelujah. When you're reading the Bible, don't, don't let there be a bunch of noise. Listen. Listen for His voice. When you're praying, praise God. Let God have some room to speak something into your heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. When you're worshiping Him, when you're loving Him, give Him the opportunity to say something to you. Don't just fill your mind and don't let your prayer time be something that's just full of you rehearsing your mistakes or your problems, rather, rehearsing your regrets, re, you know, worrying with on your knees. But when He does deal with you, when he does talk to you, when, some, when, when somebody's preaching to you, and it, it doesn't have to be me, but if you're hearing preaching and you're, oh, that was, that was something so valuable, I need that. Don't let it slip. Think about what God's already told you. Sometimes some of the things you're battling right now, God already told you what you need to do years ago. God spoke clearly to you, and you let it slip, and you forget about it, and you go on your way, and you say, Oh, God, where, what, what, do you, what am I doing? What am, what's gone wrong? Why, why don't I have any help? And God said, I told you everything I needed to tell you about this situation. I gave you everything you needed. You prayed about it. You testified and said, Thank you, God, for talking to me. And then you just walked away like it never even happened. And now you're looking around for answers. When God spoke, speaks to you, hold on to it. Remember. What I, that I already told you these things is sometimes what God needs for us to recognize. You don't have to keep on just having the same problem and getting the same answer and then trying to figure out what's going on when you get into the same problem again. Start learning and hearing and saying, okay, I got that. 
This is what I need. This is what I got. It might have been in the prayer, in the reading the Bible, hearing the word. Somebody help me. You know, people talk to me. Sometimes I say, you know what? God was whispering something in my, into my spirit when you were talking. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes a gift of the Spirit and operation, you don't even know it. Wisdom and a word of knowledge and just, just, just something, uh, a word fitly spoken. God can use that. And you hear that and, and don't let it slip. It's valuable to me. I, I tell you, I, I, I can take you back in my walk, different milestones in my life. I can take you back to the, to the spot I was sitting in when somebody preached to me. I can tell you places I was just had that quietness in my spirit. And I might have been walking through a grocery store thinking about and God's just dealt with me about something. And it's valuable to me. And I think about those things. There's people that I know that aren't really living for God today. Or maybe they're, they've kind of gone off in a way that I can't really just... Just walk with them in that path they're taking. It's not, uh, I think, what they, they once held and, and once, what they once really valued that, that I value. But God used them, and I value that. Amen. God, some, some of the things they said uh, that, that still today are in my foundation. Amen. Praise the Lord. When somebody helps me get closer to God, that's, that's more than money in the bank to me. That's that's quality in my soul that I that somebody helped me with. And I honor that. Praise God. I think about those things. Sometimes it's so valuable. uh, I'll write it down. I even have some of those things written in the front of my Bible, just in some of the blank pages. Like this is a milestone. This is a, a, a marker. This is a landmark for me. Amen. And I look back on those. When, I, when I'm going through some things, I remember what God, dealt, how God spoke to me. I remember how, how God dealt with me. And I go back to that. Sometimes you don't need a new word. You just need to hold on to what God already said. Can you imagine God hearing you? Oh, God, I just need you to help me through this. I need you to speak to me. I need you. And God's like, oh, I already told you what to do. <laughs> what? Come on, man. I told you what to do. Remember, it was beautiful. We had a moment. It was special. You said it was special. I thought it was great. Oh, they got this now. And now you're acting like it never happened. Come on. (laughs) Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. Remember how you heard. Remember what you heard. Hebrews 4, verse 10. It says, For he that has entered into his rest. Kind of goes along with that quietness we were talking about. You enter into rest. Not, not a, a one day a week Sabbath, but a spiritual rest that Jesus provides. He also hath ceased from his own works as God did from his. We enter into that rest. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick. It's alive. Amen. Powerful. 
sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Tell somebody here today, remember how you heard. Go back to that. Remember what you heard, some of you. Remember what God already said to you. And those that have already heard, rest in that. Rest and wait patiently for what God has spoken to you. A lot of times, God deals with me. There was times in my life that God spoke to me. And in my life... I. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but I didn't have a lot of ideal circumstances. But I said, God, there's just, I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to put myself in submission. I, I, I had a less than perfect church experience growing up for sure. But I said, God, if you're talking to me, you're going to talk to that man too. God, I want the leadership in my life to, to help me see your will in my life. And I'm going to put my confidence in you and just let you lead me. I'm going to rest in that. See, here's the thing. Sometimes God speaks to you and says, here's, here's my word. But he doesn't tell you how. He doesn't tell you why. And he doesn't tell you when. And there have been times in my life. I, I remember, praise God, I remember sitting in church. There was a preacher we had in the service. I don't remember how old I was. But uh, didn't know this guy. Don't know where he, honestly, to this day, I don't know where he came from, how he got there. Never heard from him again. He wasn't uh, somebody associated, but he must have been passing through town. And uh, my pastor must have thought this would be a good idea to have him come preach. And uh, he preached for a while. And I remember him calling me out and saying, God's call is on your life. You're, you're called to preach the gospel. And uh, I went home and just you know, for all night and the next day and into the next day, just like, okay, I guess, you know, Sunday morning, I'm getting ready. And, <laughs> and, uh, I really thought that. And, and my pastor didn't mention it. And I said, I was like, okay, maybe Sunday night. And, uh, didn't mention it. And a week and a month and a year. <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I just, you know, God doesn't always tell us the, the when and the how and the why. And that tests us. It, it works on us. Praise God. But I'll tell you this right now. God knows what he's doing. And if we can just say, okay, God, I know what you told me. I've got this witness in my spirit, Lord, that it, it just lines up with your word. It lines up with the people that you put in my life. I know, God, that you're speaking to me. Lord, I'm just going to wait on you and trust you that you've got that. You're going you're gonna to make it all happen. I'm just going to keep on looking to you. Amen. I'm going I, to rest in that. Amen. I look at Mary so often as an example in this. People were coming around all the time saying, hey, you know what your baby's going to do? You know what's happening right there? And the Bible says she just observed that and tucked it in her heart. There's sometimes I've had, I've had people prophesy over me and give me a word. And I thought, I don't know, man. I don't know what I think about that. I just I thank you for obeying God. I thank you for doing your best. And I'm just going to tuck that in my heart. And I'm going to pray about that and see what happens. And sometimes God brings about things from the most just different situations and circumstances. 
And sometimes things seem so right and so good, and it's just so distracting. But if you can just rest patiently in God and let God just unfold the rose in your life, so to speak... Just let him work in your life and just say, God, I'm putting my confidence in you, but you're still God in my life. Hallelujah. He's going to work something amazing. Amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Sister Katie, if you can come. I wonder today, if I can just kind of back up to our first point so we get... Just ready to pray a little bit more here tonight before we're dismissed. In quietness and confidence, that's going to be your strength, is what God said. He tells us that the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance. Something inside of you that you don't have to fight. But you can rest in knowing that there's a peace in you in the midst of a generation full of turmoil. In the midst of your battles and your struggles and your trials and tests, that there's a quietness in your spirit, in your soul, in your mind. It's where you have to start. Some of you, you visit that place of quietness occasionally, but it's not a place you dwell. But it's something you have to keep after. It's something you need to look at your life and say, you know what, I've gotten away from that quietness. I've got away from that rest in my spirit that I need, and it's time to get back to that. The clutter we talked about, the noise the enemy trying to keep you from really hearing what God God would encourage you sometimes when you're needing it the most God sometimes identifies the things that are standing in your way show you what you need to let go of and what you need to start pressing towards but without that quietness you miss it you keep going through the motions you keep Wandering in the wilderness, spinning your wheels. Something I pray about for you. Something that is a benefit of a child of God, a quietness in your spirit. In a day so full of noise, in a day so full of those things that attack your mind. God will give you that quietness and confidence.
a lot of people saying a lot of things. You need to learn how to listen to what's quality. You need to learn to block out all the noise. What's holding you back? He'll help you identify. The situations, the circumstances that you need to address in your life, He'll he'll convict you. He'll strengthen you. He'll build in you if you just listen. Cut through that clutter. Cut through that noise. Listen. Seek His voice. Seek Him. Oh, yes. Jesus' name. Oh, where he leads me. Where he leads me, I will follow. Oh, lead us, God. Lead us on. Lead us on. Lead us on. Jesus' name. Lead us on. of righteousness for your name's sake. You'll go with us even through the valley of the shadow of death that we don't have to fear any evil. Oh, thank you, Lord. Let's all stand. Thank you for your presence here tonight, Lord. Thank you for your word. Help us, Lord. Help us to pay attention and to seek you above all that's going on in this world. We love you, Jesus. Lord, bless each one. I pray keep us safe as we travel, Lord. God, help us to be doers of your word, not hearers only, to continue in what you've told us to do. We love you. We praise you. We ask it all in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.